In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Betches Media presents Donald Trump with a, a stain on our country. I am someone's daughter, too. That's what I'm doing. So help me God. Congratulations, Mr. President. The Betches Sup Podcast. Mr. Vice President, I'm speaking. Hello, I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Elise Morales. And I'm Millie Tamaras. And this is the Betches Up Podcast, where C-SPAN meets the group chat to help you process and laugh at the biggest topics in U.S. news and politics. So today, we're going to run through a few of this morning's headlines, including a new report from the Senate on the Capitol riot and an interesting statement from Vice President Kamala Harris during her visit to Central America. And then we'll finish up with a special game of Would You Rather that neither Elise nor Millie have seen yet. And I am very excited about. But first, for our first story... Jeff Bezos is going to space. I want to ask you both. If you had intel that Jeff Bezos' space flight was doomed ever to return to Earth, but would allow him to be safely in space forever with one other person, who would you pick to send away from Earth for eternity? With Jeff Bezos? Yes. Damn. Um, My first instinct was Elon Musk, but if mm. he can get stuck all on his own, then I don't know if that's like a waste. Well, I feel like if Elon Musk and Jeff, Be- it would be like the um, the lighthouse where they would slowly kill yeah. each other. <laughs> um, but I feel like I would say somebody who does a lot of evil. So I would say like Mitch McConnell. I would yeah. or Mark Zuckerberg. Ooh, Mark Zuckerberg is good. I like Mitch McConnell because I feel like there are some weird Senate procedural rules that actually require him to be there in yeah. person. Whereas Mark Zuckerberg, <laughs> Can could, do. like he could still be evil from space. I feel like he'd find a way to be even better at it. What about you, Elise? You know, I was like, oh, should I go with the easy answer, which is Donald Trump? But honestly, no. keeping him <laughs> offline is the most important thing. If he's online and in space, he's a problem. He's a if he's problem. offline and on Earth... <laughs> He's way less dangerous. But I don't know how long he would last without golf or (gasps) McDonald's. I mean, he's not. Yeah, that's the thing is like, you just have to put some golden arches on the door alone fairly shortly. (laughs) And listen, no shade. I ate Burger King yesterday slash today because I heated up the mod sticks in the air fryer. But <gasps> did you guys see Burger King came out against like did this whole pride parade art campaign trying to call out Chick-fil-A? It just end stage capitalism is a trip. We yeah, have yeah. it would have been natural for Popeyes to do it. <laughs> but I don't know. I mean, I, somebody needed to do it. Right. Because somebody needed to do it because they are giving money to the anti-trans bills. Mm-hmm. Like yes. Chick-fil-A is. Um, here was this is one way to take a stand against Chick-fil-A that I that I made as a college student, because as we all know, the sauce is good and they do have yes. good sauce. So I would buy chicken from a different part of the food court. Go get their sauce. Take their free sauce. So you're and stealing from my them. stand is yeah. I would steal from them and I would say, 
you're not going to keep this sauce from me just because you're homophobic. Now I can't have good sauce. Absolutely not. I'm going to eat my chicken elsewhere and then I'm going to eat the sauce. There are also a lot of really good TikTok videos. Well, actually, I wouldn't call them good because it's kind of gross how you make the sauces. I mean, they're, it's like the Chick-fil-A sauce. It's, it's like, ketchup and mayonnaise and like paprika. So you can just make it. Yeah. Um, could also do that. I could also do that. But I, no, I think it's actually better to explicitly steal from Chick-fil-A. Sauce, I think yeah. that's a move. That's a pointed move. So speaking of Republicans, nothing gets me up in the morning like a new Senate report, but this one made me want to go right back to bed. This report is about what intelligence the Capitol Police had leading up to the January 6th attack. I had a lot more written out about this in today's discussion, but it's the same shit. We knew this was coming and nothing was done, and it is shady as hell why nothing was done, and we need to figure out why. So the Capitol Police Intelligence Division had been gathering data from the internet about plots to attack the Capitol since December. So early December, one notable thing that they saw was that there was a lot of traffic to websites outlining maps of the underground tunnels. Seems like a cause for alarm and lots of violent rhetoric urging militias to rise up. Stuff that we've already heard, but this report confirms basically our worst suspicions about why this intelligence wasn't acted on, which is that nobody got the memo. They didn't give it to anybody who could act on it. Um, this this report doesn't take the place of a bipartisan commission to investigate the attack, but it really highlights how badly we need one. It only looks at security failures. There are still lots of questions about why it took so long to call the National Guard. To me, looking at this report, it just posed more questions than answers. Yeah, I mean, it's it's really the, the, the biggest thing to me. And again, this is something that we know, but. It is just wild how much of this was actually planned and published completely out in the open. Mm -hmm. People who literally have have statuses saying like, we're going to take over the Capitol and certify like Trump's electors or something. Like they had actual plans. They had actual, again, like you said, they had maps of the underground tunnels in the Capitol. Never a good sign when someone's got maps Never of underground tunnels. <laughs> like, it's just it's just really crazy. And it, it was so brazenly done that it's just really interesting to me because it makes me think back to like the protests and stuff over the summer when like leftist activists are like going on signal to make sure that they can't like post anything about like where they're going to protest because of like and the NYPD like monitoring activist communications and stuff. And it's like, okay, but these guys plotted an attack on the Capitol out in the plain open, like on Facebook. And no one did anything. I was just, <clears throat> I mean, not kind of related, but I was watching Midas Touch, which is a liberal pack that made that ad. Mm -hmm. Did you see it? Mm -mm. About, they made a super cut of Capitol Police officers um, <clears throat> just talking about their experience that day, how like fucked up they got, you know, and again, nothing new, yeah. but then specifically like how they're reacting to the GOP and stuff. And then the, the, the pack made an uh, like almost a $200,000 ad buy on Fox news and Fox wow. news rejected it. <clears throat> so MSNBC streamed it. And that's how I watched it. Cause uh, Brian Williams was like, this is the ad that Fox news doesn't want their people to see. And it's literally like, these officers talking about how scared they were, their injuries, like multiple, which I haven't seen a super cut of like seven or eight of them all in, in like a one yeah. minute ad. And we haven't and, been able to see them really testify in large groups because there's no commission. Exactly. Right. So I feel like, 
yeah, it's just like perpetuating. It's like at one end, there's a lot of stuff. I mean, on one end, I'm like, yeah, this was like a concentrated effort. On the other end, I can't help but to think of four seasons total landscaping of like, you know, and like the coronavirus thing of like, these people are just incompetent and fucking stupid. And they don't understand like how important it is, like or the role of government in terms of like how big the responsibility is and like that they can't just say shit without having consequence. You know what I mean? Like, so I feel like it's a mix of two of like probably conscious, you know, like sabotage and then also just they're fucking idiots. Yeah. 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 I mean, there's a lot of just especially the part about how like nobody bothered to get the intelligence to the right people. The FBI didn't issue like any formal bulletin. The only memo that came out is I think we talked about the podcast a while ago, but it was like from an FBI office in Virginia and like, nobody looked at it. Nobody looked at it. It was just like an email that was like, Hey, FYI, things might get a little intense tomorrow. But I think, I think that's a big part of it. Millie is that people didn't understand. People didn't take these people seriously. And that's why the commission I think is so important because you can actually look at, um, the motivations but yeah as you were saying like people were on signal it's like we're, do- we're going to talk about the new york city's mayor's race but i'm sure you guys saw over the weekend it's like there are cops in riot gear outside of Mad- washington square park ready to kick people out at 10 p.m in new york mm-hmm. city and you didn't you didn't care that there was thousands of people figuring out how to go under the tunnels in the capitol yeah well uh, you know i mean th- again There's a lot to say about how this country treats white terrorists, white, like far, far right, like hate and violence and like how they how they react to, you know, how many abortion bombs like abortion (laughs) clinics have been bombed. How many like this and that, like how far can these mass shootings, bombings go whatever? And then I just think about like the Black Panthers and how quickly that was fucking nipped in the bud. How quickly, like all the black, like a lot of Black Lives Matter people disappear, get FBI investigations, all this shit. ISIS, like in this country, online, you can't see, you don't see shit. And I'm not saying that's a good, good I mean, it's a good thing, right? Like they can't, they are not allowed to radicalize people online, but it's like when it comes to white people, and like far right activism and all that stuff, like it is completely ignored, disregarded. It's not that serious, whatever. People can send pipe bombs to AOC. It's whatever, right? So that's like, it's not a coincidence. Yeah, Yeah. it's just impossible to imagine that if Black Lives Matter activists were posting pictures of the tunnels of the Capitol and saying like, we're gonna take over the Capitol and stuff. Like, it's impossible to imagine that that memo wouldn't have have made it to the right hands. Like, Mm -hmm. it's impossible to imagine that the demonstration would have been even allowed to happen, you know? Like, it's, it's really, if you, if you, put it one to one like it's just really difficult to see how that would have possibly gone down if the people look differently and it goes back to like both explicit and implicit biases I think some of these FBI Mm. guys are looking at these posts and they look kind of like 
posts from their stupid cousin and they're like, oh, whatever. My stupid cousin never does anything. And they just move right on. Yeah. And it's like, well, actually, guess what? Your stupid cousin (laughs) actually a criminal. (laughs) And your stupid cousin has guns. Yeah. Lots of guns. And your stupid cousin will beat the shit out of somebody. If you ever talk to your stupid cousin's girlfriend, because she might have different feelings about your stupid fucking cousin. Exactly. Uh Uh Like it's but they, you know, the bias is so real. It's so real. Yeah. I mean, not to mention that a lot of like, as they're looking at what happened that day, I mean, what you think you're capable of doing at a, if you are like an ideologue, what you think you're capable of doing. And once you're willing to do when everybody around you is doing it and in the heat of the moment, not that the uh, heat of the moment is a bad phrase, but like, I think there was a lot of, oh, it's not that serious, but put, put all those nut jobs together. And it's, it's very, very serious. Put those nut jobs together and encouraged. Mm-hmm. by people in power or exactly. not silenced by people in power. Like, and, and then again, when we're doing like a one-to-one comparison, which you just fucking can't, you have Obama, you have everybody like condemning, right? Violent or mm-hmm. condemning looting, condemning every fucking little thing that Black Lives Matter protesters or, you know, left-wing protesters do, like, immediately. Like, there's no, yeah. you know, like, to the point where it's like, okay, well, do you fucking care at all? Like, uh, uh, to, right to the other end, that, that's the criticism that, you know, Obama and, you know, centered, you know, Dems get, is that, you know, whatever. But, like, these Republicans don't say shit, and they almost died. Exactly, exactly. Hey, American Fever Dream listeners, I'm here to tell you that there is no reason to panic the next time you're searching for the perfect gift. Because now you can use Gift Mode on Etsy. Gift Mode on Etsy is here to take the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone for any occasion. And it's easy. You just tap or click Gift Mode in your Etsy app or Etsy.com and then answer a few questions about who you're shopping for and what they like. And Gift Mode instantly gives you a curated gift idea list based on hundreds of personas. Now it is simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. So whether you need a Mother's Day gift for the quilter or a birthday present for the vintage hunter, there is something for everyone on Etsy. Some of my favorite things to do are go to Etsy gift mode and then search absurd things like what kind of gifts do you have with Walter Cronkite on them? What kind of gifts do you have for dachshund owners? There's jewelry, ceramic, toys, board games, all kinds of fun stuff. A gifting moment is always right around the corner, whether it's a birthday, an anniversary, a holiday, or even just a day to say thank you. Gift mode on Etsy has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try gift mode on Etsy now. Today's episode of American Fever Dream is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you. It's Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription rental service, and for just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles. They also have inclusive sizing up to 5X, as well as petite and maternity. You get fast, free shipping and returns and professional cleaning and newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. No laundry for you to worry about. This is the best. You just put it back in your box, send it out, and before you know it, you've got your next one. And you always have the option to buy what you love for sometimes up to 75% off. I bought the Rachel Antonoff pasta puffer from them. I was obsessed with it, like everybody who tries it is, and it was completely sold out everywhere else. So I felt like I really, really had an in there. So thank you, Newly. 
Newly is an amazing value at $98 a month for any six styles. And right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code FeverDream20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's Newly with two U's and enter the code FeverDream20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com. Newly with two U's with code FeverDream20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. So for our next story, Vice President Kamala Harris lived a real-life Veep episode yesterday. First, the Vice President's plane experienced what seemed like a potentially serious technical issue. I don't know. I think I'm just bored, but as I'm reading (laughs) the articles, I'm like, sounds like they're trying to make it seem uh, less serious than it was. But Air Force Two was forced to fly back to Joint Base Andrews due to a technical issue about 30 minutes after it took off. Vice President Kamala Harris was like, it was fine. I said a little prayer, but we're all okay. Simone Sanders was like, it was fine. There was no safety issues, whatever. Just a eventful start to the day. So Vice President Harris is visiting the two countries to discuss with leaders how to discourage migration to the U.S. by improving safety and quality of life. Yesterday, she announced some new actions to address those root causes, but she also strongly discouraged migrants from seeking refuge in the United States in just an interesting tone. Let's listen. I want to be clear to folks in this region who are thinking about making that dangerous trek to the United States-Mexico border. Do not come. Do not come. The United States will continue to enforce our laws and secure our border. There are legal methods by which migration can and should occur. But we, as one of our priorities, will discourage illegal migration. So I have a lot of thoughts on this. Yeah, <laughs> I asked too. Amanda to put this in the newsletter in the outline. Cause... Well, you were just like, I hadn't looked at it yet. I just thought it was trending. You were like, Kamala in Guatemala. And I looked it up and I was like, yikes. I just, okay. So Joe has said this too. This don't come thing is like kind of a common I've I've seen Joe say it. I think Trump probably did it. I don't know. It it's really I don't understand it because it really does feel like it's it's a statement that especially when a Democrat does it, it's a statement that they're making to conservative voters to try to seem tough somehow. Like this is not no one who is walking from Guatemala to the United States is going to turn around because Kamala Harris made this statement. That person is living in a situation. Number one, I don't even know how that's NPR on their iPad. First of all, I don't know how that statement is getting to them. Mm. They're walking to the United States. They're focused probably on that. Number two, that person is in a situation where they have already decided they know these people don't embark on the situation being like, oh, I didn't realize this was going to be dangerous and it was going to be hard to get into the U.S. and that I might get turned away. They go into it knowing all of that, weighing all of that against where they are and saying, I'm going to take the chance. So to tell them don't come, it's like, I mean, it's literally just for conservative voters who aren't going to be impressed by the statement anyway. So it's like, what is the point of this little theater? I kind of feel like, I mean, again, not to be like, not anti-immigration, but at Mm -hmm. the same time, they did have a crisis of like a lot of people at the border at once. You know, Democrats benefited from like, there's like, you know, there were like the kids in cages, like 
nuanced thing of there are kids who have been separated by families and they're put into these cages. And then there are parents who send their children unaccompanied and then they have to be in facilities and they have to build more because of coronavirus um, restrictions. So then people are like, oh, they're building more camps for kids. And it's just like kind of like a PR mess. And the thing is like that after Trump left, there was an increase and it's because there has been signs that Democrats are more friendly. You're more likely to get in. So I feel like on, on one end, I'm like, dude, what the fuck? Like we need better like ways for legal immigration and to make it easier. But on the other end, I'm like, yeah, like they can't just, they have to say something to, 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 because there is like, not enough people at the border. They don't want to increase fun. They don't want to increase security or whatever. But like it is a it is a crisis. People are yeah. sending their children and they don't know what to do. And it's overwhelming. Right. So there's that. And then there's also like this effort of, you know, well, what can the U.S. do? The U.S. did so much to Central America to destabilize and just is like, what can the U.S. actively do so that people don't have to make this journey and still live safe? lives you know <clears throat> and then it's like it's not just don't come it's, it should be don't come and then all these other policies that right. will encourage people to stay so I, you know like I don't love like the tone and you know obviously like pandering to conservative but I'm just also like they need to say they something needs to be said again not for democrats or conservative or whatever I'm just thinking of like narratives in latin america and i mean i think uh just i remember there's this like again i don't expect anyone to know this this is super deep cut but there's this like uh dominican indie film about this guy who literally lives on the beach in dominican republic and has heard all these beautiful like myths about how great america is and how much money there is and stuff and he leaves his hut on the beach to live in New York and like lives in slums and like has a fucking hard time. And it's, it's a comedy. It's really mm -hmm. funny, but it's just like, yeah. Like I think that people, you know, it's like, it's like tough. Cause I'm like, yeah, like they are taking this risk and where they live is shitty, but also there is a narrative of like Trump is gone. Everything's great. Biden will let you in. All you have to do is show up and everything will be super easy. And it's just like, yeah, how can we rec reconcile the two in a humane, nuanced way? It's like difficult. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it does seem the message is. I think she was going to get critiqued for the message mm -hmm. by AOC and others either way, who did make the point that the point that the statement was disappointing to see, especially because the United States is responsible mm -hmm. for so many of those root causes and those pull factors. But yeah, the specific, I'm like, did you write the line down? Do not come. Who was like, that's the tone that we should take because I don't know. It's like, do they, the biggest, the most heat that Kamala Harris is getting right now, in, in my view, seems to be from the right on the border. So I don't know if, if they felt they needed to address that, which is weird to me because like, you're never going to get those people. They're never, never. going to be like, well, well, great. She told him not to come. We're going to stop. We're going to leave her alone. Never. Yeah. I guess that's my feeling is like that, the, that statement to me really does feel geared at like kind of this like tough on crimey yeah. energy that Democrats can get into. And I feel though. <laughs> 
these people are never Republicans. I mean, they're never going to like engage in good faith talks about what's happening on the border. So I guess for me, it's like I'd rather because part of her speech was talking about those root causes. And that is like the ultimate point of her trip. Mm -hmm. So I guess I would just rather see her actually try to push the nuanced conversation. And yeah, Mm. the Republicans aren't going to bite and they're not going to have it. But maybe other regular people will have it, you know, because you're right, Millie, like it is a really, really complicated situation. There are a lot of people showing up at the border. It's not tenable for a country to just let them all in like that's not able to be done either mm-hmm. so there has to be some kind of process a humane process a better process than the one we have that is come up with and i feel like we're never able to have that conversation because we're just in this like yeah do not come or yes i'll come everyone come like mindset yeah and also i mean i think i think that's the heart of it is that like it is you know people get so worked up about the word complicated but like it is complicated like uh, the people that are at the border working to get these kids out of cages to get them where they need to go like it takes a while it takes a long time Mm. to staff up you can't just send these kids to the first person who says that's my niece like Mm -hmm. that that's not appropriate we wouldn't recommend that for any other child in the united states that you just hand them off to whoever claims them yeah. so there Shows needs up at their to be school and says this is my niece okay right exactly like yeah. but there is ways to make that process really more efficient and prioritize it and i think that's where we put on the pressure it is not helpful to go down there and say do not come especially because like there are people that will be immediately welcomed because of certain humanitarian like they're still an asylum process so it was just a very confusing like take very odd So for our next segment, it's not Thursday, but we're going to do a Would You Rather because these two will be on a trip related to this Would You Rather. Here comes the bride. Our own Elise Morales is getting married in September. Uh, End of August. Very close to September, but not September because September is thousands of dollars more expensive. (laughs) Yeah. So pro tip to anyone getting married, get married the last weekend before the month that it gets really expensive. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that is also the weekend that's like hot as balls, right? It is going to be hot as balls, but that's, but fine. that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, it's worth, it's definitely worth the, the, ex- the lack of expense. So we're mm-hmm. going to do a bachelorette themed. Would you rather, are you ready? Mm-hmm. Would you rather put in charge of party favors, QAnon supporter, Marjorie Taylor Greene or 87 year old Senator Dianne Feinstein? Ooh, in charge of party favors. And by that, I mean, like, the straws and the, yeah. the cups, not the other party favors. Diane Feinstein, I feel like Marjorie Taylor Greene would just give everyone guns. <laughs> Even though we all know she fucks, like, you know, CrossFit gym guys. She would have see, shitty party favors. See, I actually was going with Marjorie because I was like, I feel like she would make us all like go bags. Like she would be like, you guys have to be ready for the apocalypse. It would be like powdered food and like, yeah, a shotgun for sure. For sure. Definitely a gun. Um, like a little <laughs> compass. Like <laughs> she puts a white powder in all the bags and it's like, no guys, this was dinner. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, uh, Feinstein would have like those Werther's like caramels and um, like bagels and locks. Yeah, yeah. Bagels and locks. And like, 
a huge white bra for everybody. <laughs> oh, for real? Like, it would be like very old school. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. She would just, Chuck Schumer would show up like just because she thought it was a good idea to have him stop by. Okay, who would you rather put in charge of the money? This is the person that's in, just in charge of the split wise. Ivanka Trump or Kelly Leffler? Ooh, that's a good one. Kelly. Who's in charge of the split wise? Kelly. I do not. I'm Kelly. Ivanka is stealing that money. Ivanka <laughs> is the Ivanka will never Venmo you back ever. Never once. You're reminding. <clears throat> You're reminding. Yeah. She'll never do it. It'll. Her, her name will never have settled up next to it. Her entire doesn't life. put her card down. You know she doesn't put her card down. Ever. Kelly, I feel like is one of those rich white ladies who accounts for every fucking penny. And yeah. like, actually, Millie, you owe me a dollar. 25 from the boat because I got you a soda. Yeah, exactly. And- like, so rich. Like, there are people, like, most people, it's like, okay, you buy around, I buy around. No. Kelly yeah. Leffler is like, oh, I got, you know, you got to pay me 25 cents for, because yeah. you got extra ketchup. At- and she doesn't do it until, like, like <clears throat> she actually, pu- she puts her card down because she wants the points and then doesn't really tell you until, like, two days later that you owe her. Exactly. And, uh, and also is, uh, like, oh, I actually only had appetizers. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sure. Mm, I you actually- gotta learn. You gotta learn. Just <laughs> enjoy yourself. I didn't do most of the drugs. I only did some drugs, so I feel like I shouldn't have to, like, give in for that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Her hair is everywhere. That's oh, definitely what's yeah. happening. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And she's got all these, like, things that she needs to, like, she's like, I'm, I have to sleep in my, like, I can't bunk with anybody because I, like, have a condition, you know. Yeah. Speaking oh. of bunking, who would you rather share a room with? <gasps> Amy Coney Barrett or Elise Stefanik? Mm-hmm. Elise. Yeah. Amy, Amy's boring. Elise, <laughs> that's exactly yeah. what I was gonna say. I was like, Elise Stefanik seems more fun than Amy. She's a liar. She'll do anything to get her way. There's some excitement there. Amy's going to bed at seven thirty p.m. every mm-hmm. fucking night. If you turn on the light while she's sleeping, she'll complain. Which honestly, I would complain too. And um, she's just no fun. Constantly bringing up her Haitian in the morning too, like Mm -hmm. making all her little noises. Hundred percent. She's like, she's like, anyone want to go for a jog? Definitely not. Absolutely not. Elise is like, I feel like Elise is like rolling out of bed around the same time as you. She's like, whatever, whatever, scrolling Instagram. She's she's probably the more. You know what? I actually feel like if you did not talk about politics at all. Elise Stefanik would be a perfectly pleasant person to hang out with on a, at a bachelorette weekend. Well, apparently her, co- like her, I mean, this is a classic politician person thing, but apparently her classmates at Harvard are very surprised that she's gone this way. I've heard that too. I've heard that too. <laughs> okay. So for our next one, whose hair would you rather hold back over the toilet? Tiffany Trump or Candace Owens? Tiffany. Mm. Tiffany, Tiff- because again, because Tiffany seems like more of a good time. Yeah. Than Candace. Tiffany's I've- just trying to get her father to love her. Yeah. Candace is an idiot. Candace is also going to be one of those people who's going to turn on you. Like, yeah. like you're helping her and then she's going to turn around and be like, why'd you let me get puke in my hair? Like, 100%. why'd you let me get sick? Whatever. Like, she's just not. Yeah. 
And you know, I can say this as a black woman, you don't need to be holding back Candace's hair. It's fucked up anyway. <laughs> as I was doing that one, I was like, I don't know if this one makes sense this way, but then no, I had no, to do no, them quickly. No, 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 it does, but <laughs> Candace Owens is a bitch. Especially versus so. Tiffany Trump. Tiffany Trump has quite a mane that I'm sure is 100% her own hair. Mm-hmm. That would require quite a lot of effort. So I think she would bought. need us. She would Exactly. She would need our help. Who would you rather have hold your hair over the toilet? Liz Warren or Kamala Harris? Hmm. I feel like Liz Liz is is a soft place to land. Mm. I feel like Liz is more gonna be like understanding. Yeah, Kamala Harris is like, do not come. I discourage you from coming. Yeah, Kamala. Do not puke. Do not puke. puke. Yeah, like she's holding your hair back and she's helping you, but there's judgment. Yeah, she's annoyed. She's annoyed at this far. Listen. When when the seventies, my aunt came all the way from Oklahoma, <laughs> held back my hair. Yeah, you know right. my daddy. My daddy used to say, <laughs> "Good." <laughs> Would you rather hire as a naked butler, Bernie Sanders or Josh Hawley? You're really making a choice here on the company you want to have for two hours or whatever you pay them for. I'm like, at one point, it'd be great to denigrate Josh Hawley, but I don't like to treat workers like that. So I guess (laughs) it's not to denigrate anybody. That's not cool. I have too much of a moral compass for this question. I was going to make this question serious and make it like John Ossoff or Justin Trudeau. But can you imagine if you like... If you like turned on Pod Save America hosted by men and they were like, would you rather have a naked butler in AOC or Jacinda Ardern? Their career? I would end their careers. I would end their careers. Probably would not be correct. So we made it a silly one. I think I would do a Josh Holly too because I would just just roast him. Just roast him. Well, Millie's saying she would do Bernie. Yeah. You would would have Bernie be your naked butler. I think it would be a fun conversationalist. You could just you you also can like invite them to put clothes back on, I guess. Yeah. On the one hand, maybe I would have Josh Hawley do it and just be like, you just have to like just to get him off the streets, just to like get him out, you know, like like now he has to be engaged in this other thing. He can't be working on whatever else he's working on. Yeah, but then he'd be talking to you. Well, no, I would say you can't. I'll pay you properly. Don't worry. I'm not gonna humiliate you or whatever. And honestly, you can just stand upstairs, but you you're not to talk. Yes, yes. You <laughs> silence him like he tried to silence the will of the voters. Exactly. <sighs> Two more. Would you rather skinny dip with Liz Cheney or Susan Collins? Hmm. I bet Liz Cheney gets like lit and probably does this. I don't know why. She just seems like she has a streak in her. She seems a streak more, in streak. Uh, well, I guess maybe it's the Wyoming nature. I feel like just being out in the wild. Like, <laughs> Yeah, like you could totally get what was that one? Um, Falwell, the guy whose like wife oh, was right. cheating with the poor boy. I get that kind of conservative lady who's actually a freak. Um, energy from Liz Cheney, absolutely. Yeah, I think it would have to be Liz. I feel like Susan Collins, you would just like silently be naked and like in a body of water. Susan you- Collins would say that she's gonna skinny dip and then last minute dip out. Mm-hmm. And then tell everybody that she didn't want to skinny dip in the first <laughs> Yeah, and you're naked, and she's like, I don't know why anybody thought we were skinny dipping. Yeah, she gives, she gives a last-minute 
releases a last minute statement about why she ultimately chose I'm not to skinny dip. I'm very disappointed that everyone just, else went skinny dipping. Yeah. <laughs> Here is my reason. And our last one, would you rather do the hungover drive home filled with regret and shame with AOC or Cori Bush? That's Ooh. a good one. It, um, Cori Bush. Like AOC, I love her. She's I feel like she I get nerdy energy from her, which is fun. But you want someone, I feel like Corey would be like, oh my God, girl, remember when you did this? Remember when you did that? Oh my God, remember that? Like Corey Bush person. also is a mom. So I feel like she would <laughs> like really, I feel like when she gets time off from being a mom and a congresswoman, she goes for it. Yeah, of That's course. I would. Yeah, I feel like Corey Bush would be a really chill ride home. And like you kind of, if I'm hungover, I need that. I feel like AOC might be chatty. She's doing like an Instagram live running through the whole weekend. Yeah. She's she's intense. And I I don't know. I'd love to do the ride there with AOC. Yeah. We'd love for her to come on on the the podcast. It's like, listen, girl, I got a headache. Yeah. uh, It's like, so let's recap what happened. Yeah. This weekend at the Bachelorette. We had. Right. Break it down step by step. Here's what's really important. Swipe up for more info. (laughs) Pointing at different things. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. She does it all on Instagram story, like explanatory journalism. Well, that was fun. I hope that the Bachelorette is everything you dreamed of and at least anything as close to how marvelous this one sounds. That is our show. (laughs) (laughs) Until the end of Democracy, I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Elise Morales. And I'm Millie Tamaris. And this is the Betches Up Podcast. The Betches Sup Podcast is produced by Amanda Duberman, Jorge Morales-Pico, and Sean Kilby. Editing by Jorge Morales-Pico. Social media by Amanda Duberman. Be sure to follow at Betches underscore Sup on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And send us your emails to suppod at Betches.com. Betches.